0: Welcome to Redesigning High School, our little podcast for parents and anyone else who might be interested in how we might remake school for the benefit of students. My name is Terry DeBoe, and I'm the director of special projects here at Hawkins School outside of Cleveland. My partner in crime, Julia Griffin, the director of the Mastery School, is out on summer vacation, and I am just here to introduce the next episode's uh, that are part of our meet the team summer series. So, uh, the master school is, uh, in process. We are designing it and there are some incredible members of this team who are working hard. Um, and, uh, we think you should meet them. So, uh, we hope you like these episodes and, uh, we'll be back sometime in August, uh, with more, uh, more episodes of redesigning school. Uh, but in the meantime, hope you like these guys.
1: Hey, Zach, thanks for joining us. Of course. How you doing? Doing well. How about you? How's your summer going? Uh, has it started? <laughs> I think it started like half an hour ago, oh, and okay. now you're here.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, back at work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That
0: happens a lot. Yeah, there. it does. Yeah. Um, well, Zach, thanks for coming in. Uh, so this is Meet the Team uh, of the Mastery School. So let's meet you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little background.
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Zach. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I was uh, a Things I enjoy, um, love gaming, uh, playing. Uh, not now being able to play games with my son is really fun. Um, he's getting into all of the games that I played when I was a kid, so that's really enjoyable. Um, uh, I, I am at work over the summer, so I actually do love working. Um, I got married at work. Oh, really? yeah. that's true. I did. Yeah, I got married like right, right outside in the White House. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Typical. Yeah, that's what my wife says. Like typical Zach. you yeah. Get married at work, <laughs> isn't he? <Yeah. laughs> she just can't leave, can you? Yeah. Uh, she was there too, though. She, wa- oh, she was. She right. Yeah. It's really it, important. That's you know, important That does answer. seem important.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, and your discipline is in mathematics. Mostly,
2: yeah. Right? Yeah. Mathematics and uh, and physics. I would say I, I, I started as uh, it's funny. I started as philosophy and physics when I went into college. Yeah.
1: Well, and actually I should say the very first time Zach and I ever talked to each other yes. was over Zoom and it was with a bust of Socrates. Socrates, yeah. On the shelf behind him. And I was like, this math guy I'm talking to who has a bust of Socrates <laughs> is definitely going to be an interesting conversation.
2: Yeah. And it was. I had, and long. I had the the School of Athens painting behind me too. Yes. Raphael's the School of Athens. That's yeah. right. It's funny. I, I've loved that. So like I loved that painting um, when I was growing up. like I, I found that painting when I was in high school. Like my, my friend and I Josh uh, used to talk about school all the time because we didn't like it. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the things that we we ended up stumbling across was like that picture. And we're like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if school like looked like this? Like with all of, you know, you got you got Plato, you got Socrates, you got Aristotle, you got Ptolemy, you got <laughs> Alexander the Great just all hanging out. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> well, wait, so tell us more about what you didn't like about school. Oh, um, where did it begin? <laughs> um, uh, so a- a- around... Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Like I grew up with two parents as teachers, right? So I grew up in, in a classroom in a lot of ways. And I would go to school with my parents occasionally when I was uh, really young, and then they did science Olympiad, so I would be at school with them after school, <laughs> uh, and then we'd come home. And what would we do for fun? Well, mom needs to get her papers graded, so if you could go and find find the ones that have a 90 or better and put a sticker on them, that would be great. Yeah, these were these were my my childhood activities, right? Um, no, I really I like I loved when I was younger. I think I really like I remember really loving it, and I think I have my parents to thank for that Mm -hmm. but as i got older like when i got in high school i remember starting to learn that i starting to learn that i didn't like it i remember learning that i didn't like it i was in um, i think the first time for me was i was in an english class and i had to write a summary of a book that i read and i loved the book it was the hobbit like i loved i loved the book Mm -hmm. i wrote and then i was like i have to write what do you mean i have to write a, a just a summary and they're like, well, yeah, you, you have to show us that you read the book. And I was like, well, I read the book. I want to talk about the book. I don't want to write a summary of the book. It's like a 10-page summary was the requirement. And
0: So like systematically killing all of your interests? Yeah. That's what school did. Yeah. I mean, well, that,
2: that's where it began. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it was. It, so I, I guess it was feeling that things lacked purpose. Like I was just doing things to do them. And that leaked pretty heavily into English for me. I, 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 I yeah, I did not.
0: On behalf of all writing yeah. and English teachers, uh, I oops,
2: know. Sorry about that. We're sorry. No, and yeah, and so like I found out as I got much older that I actually really love, like I love literature and I, I loved philosophy and I loved when I found those access points, but I had to find those myself. Um, I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really have an opportunity in classes to engage with that side of things. So how did you end up getting from there to,
1: I want to be a teacher and spend my life in schools?
2: Uh, talk with my friend Josh again. (laughs) Yeah. So we were, so Josh, if I hated it, Josh really hated it. (laughs) Um, he, we, when we were in high school, we would always talk about like, you know how you have those late night conversations, right? when you're in high school, cause you don't get tired right. and you don't have any other responsibilities. <laughs> um, I, I, we would, we would stay up late talking. And I remember that's what we would talk about is like, man, wouldn't it be nice if, if it was just different? And I remember talking to you about this when we, when I was first interviewing, actually, uh-huh. in our Zoom conversations. I was, I was like, this is something I've been thinking about for a very long yeah. time. <laughs> like 13 year old Zach would be really happy right now.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, no, it's, it had always been kind of like in the, in the back of my head for a while, I really latched onto, onto physics um, and philosophy. And I thought about just going into academia. And then what I found out was when I got to college, the physics department was like nine people. Mm. And, and those were the students. There were more teachers <laughs> than, than kids in physics. There are a lot of engineers, right? Very few physicists um, or people studying to be physicists, and that made me sad. I was like, "What are we doing that is making people actively evade this awesome thing? Like, what we have to be doing something." That's when I really started digging into it. And I said, like, I, I think we might be scaring people off, guys. I think, that...
0: Absolutely. Did you guys
2: like physics when you were?
0: I loved it because I never took it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> really? No,
0: yeah. Palos Verdes High yeah. School, class of 89. I could do all kinds of things. None of them. And I mean, by the time I got to math in college, I mean, if I did long division, I got out. I stopped taking math somewhere around, I think, first semester senior year of high school. It's not <laughs> good. No. I, this is not a badge I'm proud of, but absolutely. Yeah. The, the way it was taught, the way it made me feel, the way it didn't, you know, intersect with the way my little brain worked. Yeah. Like it was a fight or flight and I was like, I'm out of here. Anything yeah. I can do.
1: And my physics teacher, Mr. Pirag, who was an incre- extremely nice man, um, told me that I looked a little bit like Catherine Hepburn, which I liked because I was an, a budding actress yeah. at the time in junior year of high school. And uh, and I just like tried to coast through the class and <laughs> do as many enough things right that I wasn't going to be miserable. Uh, so, and that's all I remember about physics in so high school.
2: See, uh, I, I felt that way about literature, yeah. like the English classes. Like yeah. I was, I was like, how many do I need to take? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I went and took a creative writing class in, in college. That actually changed I took a instead of doing the high school instead of doing the high school classes, I think it was like A P. English twelve or whatever mm-hmm. it was. It was uh I think it was like European lit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I I, I I want a different experience. Maybe maybe I've just gotten maybe we've gotten this all wrong. I took a creative writing class and I took an intro to philosophy
0: class. I loved those. Sure. That yeah. was awesome. Well you're making things, right? Yeah. 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 It was just
2: it was cool. It felt it felt Maybe it was just the element of choice. Maybe it was the instructor. Maybe it was, I don't know. But that really refreshed my my joy of it a little bit. So
0: thinking back about your education, then how does it shape the way you envision the mastery school writ large and your particular role in it? Yeah. Since you've been thinking about this since you were...
2: In very different ways, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I I don't I think the thirteen year old me was like, We'll just build you know, we'll build a school and people will come. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be a building that people go to and you realize very quickly oh, that's not gonna work.
0: Right. <laughs> there'll be roller coasters. Yeah,
2: there'll be roller coasters <laughs> and yeah. then we'll have Alexander the Great and right? he'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> all these, every day. yeah, just yeah, come yeah. It, it you you realize very quickly that those ideas won't work. So it's it's evolved quite a bit. Um wait, there aren't gonna be roller coasters. I, I don't know, you're in charge. It's still on the okay. table, right? I mean, I, yeah, I mean there's some room. I think you know. There's a buildable lot there, there on the campus. So. If we build up, will you build like a power sure. tower kind of thing? Yeah. yeah, get on it. I can get behind this.
0: No, <laughs> um, no, I was when when. So how did this? How did this shape? Like, yeah, thinking about your own education, how does it shape your sense of your of the master school as a whole and your particular role in it?
2: Yeah, I, I when I was in so a combination of like I think predominantly I want to give a lot of just credit to my parents because when I was when I was growing up they really. I mean, I learned all the time, like it, they, and my parents are a hundred percent, the people that taught me that learning doesn't happen. It's just in school. Learning just happens when you engage with interesting things and you explore. Um, and what I realized very quickly is that as I was getting older, it seemed to be that that was happening less and less and less and less. The, the things I, I remember most like learning, I remember a project. I was very sick in like middle school. I remember a project that I did vividly though is because I did it when I wasn't at school. I did it with my parents when I was at home. And the way we engaged with that project and explored and all the things that we read and we, the places that we went to research for it and getting the materials and all of this stuff is not something I would have done at school, I think, but it was something I did with my parents. So I, that, that philosophy of exploring and doing and learning outside you know, four walls that are a classroom this came from my my upbringing with my with my parents. I have to give them all the credit for that, and that's that has a hundred percent stuck. And I still feel that that is absolutely the case. And I see Julia nodding, so I think that <laughs> I think that she's my my job is probably safe right now. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. No, I was thinking of a podcast that I listened to last week actually with an interview with a. Philosopher and psychologist um, named Alison Gopnik um, and she uh, she does a lot of work around um, child development that 's mm. very interesting and has a lot of implications for people of any age. Um, but one of the tensions she talked about was between exploring and what she, what the literature calls exploiting, which makes mm. it sound sort of terrible but it 's really yeah. just doing something with what you've learned oh, okay. but that with small children they 're all about exploring it 's all just exploration for the sake of exploration. And then at a certain point, you end up converting to where it has to be about what are you going to do with what you learned? What are you, what are you going to do? That's that mm-hmm. sort of exploiting part, but that the two modes from a child development perspective, are in conflict with each other. You can't do both at the same time. You can't be both open-ended exploring where is this going to take me Mm -hmm. and planning how am I going to use this. So you have to be able to toggle between those modes. And anyway, it's interesting to think about how you know in a preschool, we're all play-based and it's all exploration. And then at some point, we go all the way in the other direction
2: and it's only exploiting and only planning and doing.
0: It's only useful if you use it.
2: Right. Yeah, like, when right. does that happen there? Because you're absolutely right. I was thinking about this on my drive-in this morning. I was like, you know,
0: preschool's preschool's pretty awesome. Like, yeah. when I think about preschool, like, I love I love a lot of the stuff we do at preschool. Well, it's yeah. also, you know, yeah. the other end of it is when, like, adult education. Yeah. That's right.
1: Because right. it's now, voluntary. Take, <laughs> take a class. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to
0: take this. Like, why? Yeah. Because. Yeah. Right. right? But in between that part where you're yeah. sort of getting ready to live a life, like, then... There's
1: drudgery. Oh. The, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Utility. <laughs>
1: So, Zach, as you think about this new school that we're building that's going to open in, you know, 13 months or so, not that anyone's counting, um, what would be what's, – what's one hope that you have? Uh,
2: I think and, – and we've talked about this. Uh, I think my, my biggest hope is that we're looking at a school system right now um, that is uh, – was designed for a very particular purpose and when it was designed met that purpose. Uh, and now we're looking and saying, well, the world's changed. And the world is changing, um, we should think about how we're redesigning our schools to better address the needs of contemporary society, right? Society changes. I would like to and hope to design a system wherein we can look in a hundred years and we've designed a system that by its very nature adapts and changes as society's needs change and as humans' needs change and as we change instead of having to go in 100 years and say, well, that was a great idea at the time, but I think we need to rethink all of this whole you know, mastery school thing. Right. right? It, it, it would be lovely if
0: we could have a school that could stand that test of that time. That was designed to adapt to whatever changes. Because exactly. that, is, that is one constant we know is, is that things are going to keep changing and yes. probably uh, increasingly so. Do you feel like there's something about your background that's going to give kids a particular – a different kind of experience than – Maybe they might uh, experience in a more traditional kind of school.
2: I think really awesome things happen when you bring a lot of different things together. Like if you if you bring a if you put if you have a problem like an interesting problem something that goes deep and you bring a whole bunch of people from a different backgrounds and a variety of different. Uh, Uh, just experiences and walks of life and you put them in the same room together and ask them to find a solution. I guarantee you that solution will be more interesting than if you just put one person in a room alone and said, figure it out. Right. Or if you put three clones of the same person in the room and told them to figure it out. What I've tried to do throughout my entire life and what I love doing is just dipping my toe into so many different things and then also swimming in lots of different, (laughs) different pods and, and, really immersing myself in a variety of experiences. Um, I, I play piano. I, uh, I love, I love music. Um, I love playing video games. Uh, that's where I got the variety of my technical, uh, skills and my, uh, my, comp- a- almost all of my knowledge from, for technology, actually, I can attribute to <laughs> playing games as a kid growing right. up with them. Um, f- having two science teachers as parents and growing up with that being constantly in my life and then uh, exploring physics and mathematics and then reading lots of philosophy. And and also like, that's what I love about being in like the PhD team that we have right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have so many different people, right? We have so many different people collaborating and working together on one project and bringing different perspectives. I only get to live one life. Right. I get to live one life. If I could benefit from the stories and lives of other people, then I can theoretically live hundreds of right. lives. And the more people that I get to work with and the more people who get to collaborate with, that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lives worth of experience that I get to benefit from. Right. I would take that any day that's awesome yeah
0: well thank you so much for coming in i i know the you know students who end up at the master school are going to benefit so much from you know the work you're doing with everyone so um i hope you get some rest this summer it's the plan all right (laughs) and uh and we'll check in with you soon awesome thanks terry thanks thanks zach of course I want to thank you for listening to Redesigning High School, our summer series where you're going to meet the team uh, who are involved in designing the Mastery School of Hawken. We'll be back uh, with new episodes in August uh, when Julia and I are... And all the rest of us are done vacationing and catching our breath. Um, Thank you for listening. As usual, you can find us on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter, which you can find at redesigningschool.org. All the rest, social media, blogs, all the rest. So thank you again for listening. Hope you have a great summer, and we'll catch you again soon.